0: andromeda part two by charles kingsley read for dot org over the mountain aloft ran a rush and a roll and a roaring downward the breeze came indignant and leaped with a howl to the water roaring in cranny and crag till the pillars and clefts of the basalt rang like a god-swept lyre and her brain grew mad with the noises crashing and lapping of waters and sighing and tossing of weed-beds gurgle and whisper and hiss of the foam while thundering surges boomed in the wave-worn halls as they champed at the roots of the mountain hour after hour in the darkness the wind rushed fierce to the landward drenching the maiden with spray she shivering weary and drooping stood with her heart full of thoughts till the foam crests gleamed in the twilight leaping and laughing around and the east grew red with the dawning then on the ridge of the hills rose the broad bright sun in his glory hurling his arrows abroad on the glittering crests of the surges gilding the soft round bosoms of wood and the downs of the coastland, gilding the weeds at her feet and the foam-laced teeth of the ledges showing the maiden her home through the veil of her locks as they floated glistening damp with the spray in a long black cloud to the landward high in the far-off glens rose thin blue curls from the homesteads. softly the low of the herds and the pipe of the outgoing herdsman slid to her ear on the water and melted her heart into weeping shuddering she tried to forget them and straining her eyes to the seaward watched for her doom as she wailed but in vain to the terrible sun-god dost thou not pity me son though thy wild dark sister be ruthless dost thou not pity me here as thou seest me desolate weary sickened with shame and despair like a kid torn young from its mother what if my beauty insult thee then blight it but me oh spare me spare me yet ere he be here fierce tearing unbearable see me see me how tender and soft and thus helpless see how i shudder fancying only my doom wilt thou shine thus bright when it takes me are there no deaths save this great sun no fiery arrow lightning or deep-mouthed wave why thus what music in shrieking pleasure in warm live limbs torn slowly and darest thou behold them o oh, thou hast watched worst deeds all sights are alike to thy brightness what if thou waken the birds to their song dost thou waken no sorrow waken no sick to their pain no captive to wrench at his fetters smile on the garden and fold and on maidens who sing at the milking flash into tapestry chambers and peep in the eyelids of lovers showing the blissful their bliss dost love then the place where thou smilest lovest thou cities aflame fierce blows and the shrieks of the widow lovest thou corpse-strewn fields as thou lightest the path of the vulture lovest thou these that thou gazest so gay on my tears and my mothers laughing alike at the horror of one and the bliss of another what dost thou care in thy sky for the joys and the sorrows of mortals colder art thou than the nymphs in thy broad bright eye is no seeing hadst thou a soul as much soul as the slaves in the house of my father wouldst thou not save poor thralls they pitied me clung to me weeping kissing my hands and my feet what are gods more ruthless than mortals worse than the souls which they rule let me die they war not with ashes sudden she ceased with a shriek in the spray like a hovering foam bow hung more fair than the foam-bow a boy in the bloom of his manhood golden-haired ivory-limbed ambrosial over his shoulder hung for a veil of his beauty the gold-fringed folds of the goat-skin bearing the brass of his shield as the sun flashed clear on its clearness curved on his thigh lay a falchion, and under the gleam of his helmet eyes more blue than the mane shone awful around him athena shed in her love such grace such state and terrible daring hovering over the water he came upon glittering pinions living a wonder outgrown from the tight-laced gold of his sandals bounding from billow to billow and sweeping the crests like a sea-gull leaping the gulfs of the surge as he laughed in the joy of his leaping fair and majestic he sprang to the rock and the maiden in wonder gazed for a while and then hid in the dark rolling wave of her tresses fearful the light of her eyes while the boy for her sorrow had awed him blushed at her blushes and vanished like mist on the cliffs at the sunrise fearful at length she looked forth he was gone she wild with amazement wailed for her mother aloud but the wail of the wind only answered sudden he flashed into sight by her side in his pity and anger moist were his eyes and his breath like a rose-bed as bolder and bolder hovering under her brows like a swallow that haunts by the house eaves delicate-handed he lifted the veil of her hair while the maiden motionless frozen with fear wept loud till his lips unclosing poured from their pearl-strung portal the musical wave of his wonder ah well spoke she the wise one the grey-eyed pallas Athena, known to immortals alone are the prizes which lie for the heroes ready prepared at their feet for requiring a little the rulers pay back the loan tenfold to the man who careless of pleasure thirsting for honour and toil fares forth on a perilous errand led by the guiding of gods and strong in the strength of immortals thus have they led me to thee from afar unknowing i marked thee shining a snow-white cross on the dark green walls of the sea-cliff carven in marble i deemed thee a perfect work of the craftsman likeness of amphitrite or far-famed queen cytherea curious i came till i saw how thy tresses streamed in the sea-wind glistening black as the night and thy lips moved slow in thy wailing speak again now o speak for my soul is stirred to avenge thee tell me what barbarous horde without law unrighteous and heartless hateful to gods and to men thus have bound thee a shame to the sunlight scorn and prize to the sailor but my prize now for a coward coward and shameless were he who so finding a glorious jewel cast on the wayside by fools would not win it and keep it and wear it even as i will thee for i swear by the head of my father bearing thee over the sea-wave to wed thee in argos the fruitful beautiful mead of my toil no less than this head which i carry hidden here fearful oh speak but the maid still dumb with amazement watered her bosom with weeping and longed for her home and her mother beautiful eager he wooed her and kissed off her tears as he hovered roving at will as a bee on the brows of a rock nymph haunted garlanded over with vine and acanthus and clamouring roses cool in the fierce still noon where streams glance clear in the moss-beds hums on from blossom to blossom and mingles the sweets as he tastes them beautiful eager he kissed her and clasped her yet closer and closer praying her still to speak not cruel nor rough did my mother bear me to broad-browed zeus in the depths of the brass-covered dungeon neither in vain as i think have i talked with the cunning of hermes face unto face as a friend or from grey-eyed pallas athene learnt what is fit and respecting myself to respect in my dealings those whom the gods should love so fear not to chaste espousals only i woo thee and swear that a queen and alone without rival by me thou sittest in argos of hellas throne of my fathers worshipped by fair-haired kings why callest thou still on thy mother why did she leave thee thus here for no foeman has bound thee no foeman winning with strokes of the sword such a prize would so leave it behind him just as at first some colt wild-eyed with quivering nostril plunges in fear of the curb and the fluttering robes of the rider soon grown bold by despair submits to the will of his master tamer and tamer each hour and at last in the pride of obedience answers the heel with a curvet and arches his neck to be fondled cowed by the need that maid grew tame while the hero indignant tore at the fetters which held her the brass too cunningly tempered held to the rock by the nails deep wedged till the boy red with anger drew from his ivory thigh keen flashing a falchion of diamond now let the work of the smith try strength with the arms of immortals dazzling it fell and the blade as the vine-hook shears off the vine-bough carved through the strength of the brass till her arms fell soft on his shoulder once she essayed to escape but the ring of the water was round her round her the ring of his arms and despairing she sank on his bosom then like a fawn when startled she looked with a shriek to the seaward touch me not wretch that i am for accursed a shame and a hissing guiltless accursed no less i await the revenge of the sea-gods yonder it comes ah go let me perish unseen if i perish spare me the shame of thine eyes when merciless fangs must tear me piecemeal enough to endure by myself in the light of the sunshine guiltless the death of a kid but the boy still lingered around her loath like a boy to forego her and waken the cliffs with his laughter jan is the foe then a beast of the sea i had deemed him immortal titan or proteus self or nereus foeman of sailors yet would i fight with them all but poseidon shaker of mountains uncle of mine whom i fear as is fit for he haunts on olympus holding the third of the world and the gods all rise at his coming unto none else will i yield god helped how then to a monster child of the earth and of night unreasoning shapeless accursed art thou too then a god no god I. smiling he answered mortal as thou yet divine but mortal the herds of the ocean equal to men in that only and less in all else for they nourish blindly the life of the lips untaught by the gods without wisdom shame if i fled before such end of poem this recording is in the public domain